Hey everybody, going live right now from Hamul, California, which is a town east of Chula Vista, which is a town north of uh, Mexico. So I'm out here doing a job, pulled over on the side of the road to record this. And uh, here's the thing. I just want to first start off by thanking the people that have been listening to this because this isn't some exciting podcast. This isn't like, uh, you know, anything interesting uh, in politics or in uh, arts or entertainment. This is just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an audio journal, I guess. And uh, you don't need to listen to this. And I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm actually going to switch to my, let's see my email so that I can, because I took some notes, but, uh, all right. So wanted to thank you for listening and, uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, the, the Lenten day two, how that went. And also I feel like for me to move forward in this, I have to kind of unpack a few things about religion and God and stuff like that. So that way you understand that, um, I'm pretty much a secular person coming at this as just a way of, uh, self-improvement, doing something for myself to, to, to live a healthier, better life. Um, so yesterday I listened to this video on that best Lent ever thing. And, um, the, the notes that I took that, that, resonated with me were, uh, that there are different seasons. Um, and I thought that was interesting. They said that there are sometimes that you're hungry to pray and learn and be with God and times that we're not where things that sometimes used to work, they leave us dry. Um, this, this resonated with me because I used to be a very religious person when I was a kid, when I was, uh, going through Catholic school and Catholic high school. And, then uh, in college, and then after college, I I lost my, my, my faith in religion. Then I felt this emptiness in me, and I wanted to get back into something, so I started researching a bunch of religions, and I found Buddhism, which I still do consider myself a Buddhist. Now, primarily because it seems to be more of a philosophy than a religion, and there's no need to believe in a deity, which I thought was... Uh, good because I, I, I don't know if I believe in God. I, the truth is uh, to believe in, in God, I think, you know, it's fine if you do. And the problem is if you don't, if you say there, not if you don't believe, but if you say, you know, there is no God. Uh, and I used to say that I used to be, I used to consider myself an atheist. Um, but then I realized that to say that I know that there is no God is just about as, um, I don't know. I don't want to say ignorant, but for me, it's an, my own ignorance than it would be for me to say that there absolutely is. So there absolutely is or there absolutely isn't. I have no idea. So that's that's where I come from. That's where I start this this journey from is that I it's from I don't know. Um, but whenever I do go to church or read religious things or this whole Lenten thing, I, I do try to uh, ask myself, well, if I'm going to substitute this word God for something else, what would it be that I would substitute? And what, how does everything along those lines make sense if I substitute the word God for something that I can believe in? So the thing that always comes to me, the thing that always presents itself to me as the best substitution is nature and just like the, the natural the natural world, you know, um, what, do we look at God as a creator 
Um, do we look at God as a, a father or a, uh, a being that looks over us? Uh, do we look at God as uh, a, a judge? See, so there's all these different ways of looking at God. And some of the things I can put into nature and the natural order of things. So it, it, is God a creator? Well, yeah, everything's, everything has been created um, through, even through evolution or through natural processes. So I can look at the laws of nature and the unfolding of the universe as God. The totality of that is God. And we could label it God if we want, but that's, you know, for me, that, that helps. Whenever I, I read into religious things and I think about that, I try to make my God and my religion something that's all-encompassing, that, that is the, the order of things in the universe, the natural unfolding. Maybe there's something else beyond that on the other side. You know, and I accept, I accept that the the ants that crawl on the ground they don't look up at us and and wonder about us but that doesn't mean that we don't exist that means that there is something else that they don't really get right and that's and that's that's fine for me that's all i really need um so is god a creator okay sure yeah you know the the the, my past and the natural laws of the world have unfolded and allowed me to be here. So fine, that'll, I'll, I'll look at nature as, as my God. Um, is God a judge? Well, in, in some ways, sure. Because if I go against nature, if I poison my body, if I, um, you know, if I disconnect from nature, if, I, if I'm just locked into concrete and metal and uh, that kind of a life, then I, I feel disconnected and... Um, I feel my, my health suffers. So in a sense, there's, you know, in, in AA meetings, um, there's a lot of talk about is God, is there a God, is there not a God, what do you believe in a God of your own beliefs, stuff like that. Um, and I always bring it back to nature because I feel like if I pour alcohol on a, like there's a natural order. If I, if I water my plants with water, they live and they grow. If I, if I water my plants with alcohol, they wither and they die. So... Ultimately, nature, the natural order of things, judges us and there's consequences to that judgment. If we don't take care of ourselves, the judgment is poor and we wind up suffering the, the negative consequences. If we do take care of ourselves, we get healthier for the most part and the judgment is positive and okay, so great, but nature can be a judge. Got it. Um, all right, fine. Uh, creator, judge... Uh, a father who cares. Now, this is the one that catches me a lot because, uh, and this is where I, I, I ended up last night when I was reviewing this video. Um, and it talked about God's love for us. And, and the guy that was making this case was saying that after he had his firstborn child, his son, he, he realized how much he loved this child, even with his own imperfections. And he reflected on that and he thought how much God loved him. And that really caught me up because I wonder, like, I wonder, does nature love us? And that I don't know. And, and let's say I, I revert back to my old view of what God was and I go back to the Catholic or the religious view that God is a being or a, a, a creator or a judge or any of those things, but, but make it more metaphysical. And that makes it even harder because, like, uh, does God love us? I don't know, I love my kids, but I wouldn't give my kids the diseases that are out there in the world. And I love my kids and I try to take care of them and make life easier for them. And I don't think, you know, 
I could look at my life and I could say, oh yeah, this thing went well and that thing went well and, and, and God must love me. But that totally discounts all of the people in the world that are suffering and that are in terrible situations. So does God not love them? And I don't know, maybe there's some bigger master plan that, yeah, God loves them even more because when you die, you go to heaven, you're with God. That seems hard to swallow. That seems to be a very hard pill to swallow. And uh, I don't, I don't know. So, you know, this video is trying to put forward that this is a foundational truth that God loves us. Uh, But I, I don't, I don't know. That's where my doubt is. And so one of the questions in this book each day to reflect on is what is God saying to you? And you know, for me, that's like, what is my subconscious telling me? What is my deduction of the world telling me? What is, what is nature telling me? And, you know, I think what, what, what I'm being told is that I have extreme doubts in everything. And, uh, my, my, and I, and I doubt that God or whatever that means, that label God, whatever that means, I have strong doubts that it loves me or that there's a that, that it's capable of love. It seems more capable of indifference. Um, but on the flip side of that, something that I did think about last night that seems pretty beautiful is just the fact that there is love, you know? Um, one of my really good friends, one of my best friends reached out to me yesterday with, with a text message and just said, I've really, you know, along the lines of I've, been, I've really been enjoying listening to your podcast and, um, and it was like, you know, and I felt that feeling of love, like, oh, you know, I already love this person and now I love them even more just for loving me and caring about me. And that, that is so wonderful. And I do think it's magic. Like I don't need to have love for my kids. I could just have instinct. Do animals love their, their offspring? I don't know. Some of them eat their offspring. Shit. I, there are times I've wanted to eat my offspring. They, they drive me fucking crazy, but, but I love them and I want to do everything I can for them. And is that really even necessary? Like, is that emotion a necessary emotion? Could, if we removed love and we just had like this instinct to take care of each other for the sake of the species and for the sake, like, I think everything would be the same. You could remove love and just replace it with survival. And I think that might work just as well. And I think it does work just as well in the rest of the world. Plants don't have love, right? I don't think they do. Animals don't have love. My, you could say like, I think my dog loves me, but I don't think my dog loves me. I think my dog is trying to survive and she's kissing my ass basically. So I, I, you know, do animals love each other? Do, I mean, maybe there's, they feel good. You know, you feel the sun on your face. You feel good. You feel, you, you eat good food. You feel good. But love is such a weird and interesting emotion and feeling. And, you know, something I was thinking about was I, I love that I, well, I love, I, 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 like, I, I'm, I love that I moved to San Diego. I love San Diego. It's a wonderful place. It's, it's beautiful. Um, but one of the things that, that's been incredibly hard about San Diego is the relationships that I've made, the, the, the relationships, the love. Um, it seems to get ripped away each time because people move, you know, and it's like you create these relationships and these loving friendships and teams and then it kind of falls apart because people's lives pull them in different directions and that's happened so many times and it seems like it's so difficult to create a long-term personal friendship here that 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 
will endure because not everybody's going to stay here. Um, but still, I have so much appreciation and love for these people, and I still do keep in touch with them. It's just that it would be it would be nice to have friends that you know were closer. My wife, my wife said last night something along the lines. She's she's been she's been going to she's she's in these Facebook groups and she has these mommy Facebook friends that they go to each other's houses and they clean their houses, or they do projects in each other's houses. So that way they've got multiple hands working at the same time, which is a beautiful thing. But my wife said something. It was just a phrase in in the course of a conversation where she said that she's desperate to try to make friends and. And I felt really sad because I get it. I get it. It's it's tough, especially when you have three kids and we're we're the caretakers for my my elderly dad right now. And you know, we're she's in school and we're trying to work and we're trying to get things done. And it's like, where's the, where's the time for friends? Um, so I guess I guess my day two reflection is to just continue to focus on the love that is around me and, uh, you know, try to cultivate the friendships that are close and never let go of the the friendships that are further away Uh, and to remind the people that I love that I love them because, you know, this is it. I I don't know. I have my doubts and I don't know about God or heaven or hell or what happens when we die or any anything like that. But what the thing I do know is that these days are numbered. We are done for. Uh, the The solution to life is death and that's that's where we're all headed. And it, it may seem morbid, but it gives purpose to every day. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to put my focus on telling the people that I love that I love them and you know, and if there is a God and God is love and there's something to that, you know, I, I don't think it hurts putting my, my eggs in that basket because regardless of what's true, uh, love still seems to be a, the most amazing emotion and feeling. And I don't know if it's attributable to a God or to, or what it's attributable to, but that's 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 where I that's where this secular focused mind can put whatever droplets of faith are left